Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome to part two of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Thanks very much and enjoy part two of the podcast. It's just like Bart and Lisa. I'm just going to swing my arms. And if you happen to walk into (laughs) it, it's your fault. Like he's swinging and they are running at him. And the timing is impeccable where just as he's coming around, he kicks them in the face when they're at the appropriate distance. Yep. Absolutely. It's fucking ridiculous. He kicks these three guys and then kicks accidentally some vendor guy on a bicycle, knocks him in the face. Yeah. Goes, checks on him. And then, like you said, he does go back to this building that initially he wanted. Yes, Princess Rubali is in there, but she's being guarded by a bunch of random character actor Yugoslavians. Dude. This one guy with the axe with the fucked up face that he that Kurt beats with the fire extinguisher. <laughs> he he legitimately looks like some sort of Dutch philosophy professor coming down the stairs <laughs> with does. a fucked up eye. And he's got an axe. And Jonathan picks up a fire extinguisher, like a bow staff. So when the axe comes down, he puts the fire extinguisher up. And you can clearly tell that the guy was swinging the axe to hit the extinguisher and not uh, Jonathan. Oh, yeah. Um, And then, of course, it blows the fire extinguisher shit all into his face. And um, there's a good scream. I need need to talk about the Foley, dude. The, The sound effects in Foley, because... He hits the fire extinguisher guy. Then he goes up and he beats these two guys up on the top floor. He kicks a guy and the guy falls over the railing. The scream that that guy does is amazing. It's this like, like this sound effect scream. (laughs) It's amazing. It's fucking amazing. The Foley in this movie is ridiculous. Well, speaking of Foley, they, he grabs the princess and runs outside. So first of all, they are in a beautiful, lavish, like really, really well taken care of municipal building of some effect. Yes. It looks like a museum. And then when they cut to them running out the front door, it is the most dingy fucking piece <laughs> of shit. The door's rotting off its hinges. Um, and they start running through, you know, those European alleyways like that are really cool, like and all cobblestone yep. and, and tight. Um, the bad guys are chasing them and continually shooting with the machine guns. And no matter 
what type of gun they have, no matter what distance the gunman is away from the camera, <laughs> it is the same fucking foley for the same length of time every time. <laughs> it's just like ba 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 exact exact same foley. And there's like six different fucking types of guns. Oh yeah. Um, but oh yeah. It's the exact same sound effect, and they squibbed the stone in the alleyways. They did. So, they are constantly, and I actually kind of liked it, right? They are actually constantly blowing the sides of these historic buildings to <laughs> shit with their squibs <laughs> that they probably just fucking drilled into the stonework yep. and just said, fuck it. Because who cares? It. Yeah, who gives a shit, man? We're making Jim Cotta, people. We could do this. <laughs> we're making we're making Jim Cotta. <laughs> All we need is a red sweater, sweater some feathered hair, um, an Olympic a gymnast. hot Asian girl, and a gymnast. Yep. Oh, dude. And speaking of, again, speaking of Foley, every time a guy falls and hits the ground, it's the exact same Foley sound as when Black Belt Jones dropped a dude on the ground. Yes. It's the same sound. That is a, that is a famous sound. It's the Pink Panther that, hitting the ground sound. Yeah, it's that. That, 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 that two-hit sound. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's yeah. amazing. You can't not hear it now. It's amazing. So, yeah, these guys are yeah, shooting. every guy. These guys are shooting at at the at Jonathan and and Princess Rubali here, chasing them with cars through these alleyways, shooting, shooting, shooting. Listen, I'll tell you, we're we're coming off of Millionaire's Express, and one of our complaints about that one was that the story was kind of convoluted, kind of took these little side voyages into things we didn't really care about. This movie, like as convoluted and stupid as the story is or the plot is, oh yeah, they start this on the go and it doesn't stop. Like, we know yes. he's trying to get to this place to do this race, to win this thing, to get this satellite thing. And people are trying to stop him. And fucking everybody's trying to stop him and shoot at him. It's amazing. Like, it never stops. It actually just starts off and the action keeps coming. So, I, I honestly, dude, with B-movies like this, where you only kind of, and we've said this before, we need the thinnest of of reasons to just go from fight to fight to fight to fight. Action scene to action well, scene. Yes. And this does, man. This does that. Dude, there is a scene where these bad guys are driving a huge Pontiac. It's like a Parisian or something, <laughs> this big American car yeah. down these little fucking narrow alleys. And as the car is coming down the alley, there's like two fucking boxes, yep. like two crates that are like 24, like it's a 24-inch cube. Yeah. And that fucking Pontiac hits the cube and immediately launches up on two wheels sideways <laughs> so flips over. like from the camera yeah from the camera angle you can't see but clearly they built a ramp right oh, yeah. clearly they built a ramp because as soon as it gets near it it just fucking shoots up on on two wheels and rolls and it's like <laughs> holy fuck like how do how did you hit a flat object and fucking flip it's amazing it was a little too dukes of hazard for me but whatever you know it worked i'll take it so Kurt and Rubali here go back to uh, the, the handler's place. He opens the door with a gun and is like, oh, my God, what's going on? Get in here. They get in there. They realize, oh, this fucking guy double-crossed us. And, man, he's holding the yep. gun on yep, Jonathan and Rubali. And Rubali's like, I don't think this is a good thing now anymore, whatever. And he's about to shoot them. And then, bop, 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 this fucking gunfire goes off. Dude, the pole. On that the guy through the pole. window, the wire I know. pole. <laughs> I know. I I made a note of that because actually it's pretty good. It's fucking like, great. That's 
that's what would happen if you got shot in the chest with a fucking machine gun, right? And, and I can't even believe for a second that I'm actually talking about the realism in fucking Jim Cotta. But honestly, honestly, like he gets shot in the chest with a machine gun and they wire pull that motherfucker back through these glass French, French doors. doors. Like, like hard. I swear to God, like, you, you know, that big Pontiac I was talking about. I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure the wire was hooked to the fucking trunk of that fucking Pontiac <laughs> and they just fucking gave her and sent this guy flying it yeah. was awesome it he was a great wire pull man through the door and then this guy comes out hey we should have had the secret service do this all along and then two other guys come out yeah, and no pops those dudes and uh now uh jonathan and rubali are off to pecorino country here and uh they apparently the only way to get into this country is level five whitewater rafting because they're now yes, on a they, river. <laughs> well, they do they do this whitewater rafting because at the beginning of the film they say anybody who enters the country has to compete in the fucking games of death. Yes. But his plan is to compete in the games of death, so I don't even know why he can't take a fucking airplane. Why is he trying to sneak um, in? Just go in. But Rit- it's Richard Norton that's sending all these guys to kill the two of them. Is that not correct? I think so, because Richard Norton just wants to kill everybody. So that he can kill the Khan, take over the country, and deal with Russia. He wants to make a deal with Russia. Yeah. So yeah, because I'm wondering who these fucking people are that were that were trying to get these two killed. But I mean, but like, they who can't told, obviously be working for the? Who told them yeah, they were there? Like, I don't. How do these guys know this fucking random river into Parmesan is there? And why are that these people are there <laughs> at this time? Like, how do these fucking horseback ninjas? Like, exactly at that time. Right like then. Exactly. Like, like right the entire there. border of this fictitious country, like, they legit are taking this one river in a, in a fucking Canadian tire fucking raft. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they basically go down the river. And it, it's not even, it's, it's, it's at the point that they fucking get out of the boat. Like, it's not even, like, generally speaking. No. Like, it's like, all right, let's get out of the boat. And there's fucking... 40 fucking guys on horses and one of them walks up and pulls out a knife and is about to stab our hero but he goes to stab the fucking inflatable raft and it's like why wouldn't you do that last like right why would you waste your your stab at like going at the raft but we get now um he's wearing fucking jeans and a fucking mock turtleneck oh yeah and now he's scrapping with these ninjas doing his Really cool Gymkata gymnastics. Yeah, he's got this uh, Shit. gaggle of ninjas that he's beating up here. There's probably 12 ninjas he's trying to fight. Speaking of waiting around syndrome, holy shit. Like, this fight has a lot yeah. of it. And Kurt, like, well, listen, man. Kurt Thomas is a fucking astonishing, was, I should say, an astonishing gymnast. Like, he legit was yeah. was a lock for the Olympic gold, but couldn't go because of the, the boycott of the Olympics in Russia that year. So, yeah. he ended up doing this movie, and... Like, look, gymnastically, amazing. He's not a good fighter, though. Like, he's not a martial artist, no. and that very much shows. No. Right? They tried to do their best. I think he's Richard got... Norton and Tadashi Yamashita tried, but he's got... It's not there. He does a goddamn outside crescent kick later in the film, which is one of the best I've ever seen. Like, yes, I'm not even going to fucking... Yeah. I'm not even going to fucking joke. But, yeah, overall, I agree with you. He's not a great fighter, but he did that fucking kick, I think, when he's in the town of the crazies. But essentially... And 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 I guess good on the film. Like 
they beat his ass and don't kill him, and then they take him back to the mansion where that fat lady with too much makeup on. Yeah. And, and I think she was chewing. Do you remember that old black Bart gum? Yep. Like she was chewing black Bart gum because her teeth, like they fucked up her teeth. They're blackened. Uh, to make her look gross. They are like fucking blackened. And her makeup is way too heavy, like distractingly yep. heavy. And she like, can't you talk can tell to you it's makeup. Because she has no yeah. tongue, says Zamir. Their welcome committee consists of the evil Zamir. Yeah. Richard Norton, with his glorious beard and rat tail coming out of the middle of the back of his head for some reason. So Richard Norton could have easily killed him, but he wants to kill him in the game. I think that's the... Yes. I think that's the thing. And then, dude, we have the shittiest <laughs> fucking grade five <laughs> fucking three-dimensional map fucking of map. the course. <laughs> Oh my god! It looks like a child's fucking landscape from a from from like a model train system. It's amazing. It's like, fucking amazing. It's so bad, and it's like it's the cheapest thing in this movie. Yeah, and it's it's fucking glorious. It's like they gave a, a troop of Cub Scouts an hour and a half and some DAS modeling clay and a yes. spool of sizal rope to make a model of yes. of the town. And this is what they came up with. Yeah, this is the obstacle course that you're going to go through. And yeah. and they, they actually opened the lid of the box with a great amount of reverence for this. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> shitty topographical map made out of paper mache and model train town supplies. Like, there's little trees and little... There's actually little logs of wood <laughs> where, yep. where, like, somebody's going to be splitting wood later. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. And then, of course, we get the con who... The con... Who sounds dude just like Mel Brooks? It was so goddamn funny. Yes, played, that, played by an actor named Buck Cartalian. Who, uh, listen, man, Buck Cartalian was in Planet of the Apes in '68. Yes, he was in Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. He was in The Rock in '96 with Cage and Connery. Like he's been around, but I could not get over the fact that this country in the middle of the Middle East that is trying to live as though they are. A couple centuries ago, everybody speaks English, and he sounds like fucking Mel Brooks. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It oh. is. I also want to bring up the fact that we get a quick shot here of one of, of several of the other contestants, one of whom is John Barrett from American Kickboxer Part 1, which we did earlier this season. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Out there with his perfect He's actually... ass hair. He's actually quite a bit better in this film than he was in American Kickboxer 1. He is. He's a, he's actually, in this movie, he's one of the better actors. It's him, Richard Norton. Uh, it's That's honestly probably I'm going to say it. Richard Norton is really the only actor. But yeah, he actually does a good job in this, uh, John Barrett. He actually he actually does a decent job. Yeah. But the con, like, here's, here's the whole positioning of this. Like, they have this fucking death hunt that's, you know, part of their heritage and the con is supposed to be a good guy but he's running this death hunt so anybody who comes to his country has to participate yes and they're portraying him as this nice simple fucking man and richard norton as his evil henchman who's evil you know usurper. not working in the best yeah, yeah. Uh, best interest of the people but he actually releases three men and he's just like, and uh, they did a terrible crime, and now we're going to release them. And if they get away, they're 
free. And I'm like, that is a horrible fucking system. Like, <laughs> it's basically awful. Only, only the strongest and and the most staminous criminals will fucking not go to prison. So you're basically <laughs> creating fucking super criminals, right? If you can evade Richard Norton and the ninja horses, uh, you get to enter you're society free. again. Yeah, and you're basically just breeding through uh, fucking natural selection. This hardened criminals that can survive just about anything, and they're just gonna breed and they're make super criminals. Reproduce. I need to point out yeah. that when these horses leave the courtyard to go after those guys, one of the bystanders gets knocked over and fucking almost trampled by a horse. Yes. On the cobblestones, yes. like, hard. Goes down hard on the cobblestones. <laughs> Takes a hit, sir. So, yeah, these guys run through the cornfields. They're being chased by all these guys. They have... This is a recurring thing that we're going to see throughout the movie, and that is... Okay. This country is filled with ninjas, Correct. Yes, it is. Yes. yes. Eastern ninjas. European ninjas. Ninjas with the little special cone hats. Australian. Led by an yes, Australian a with a glorious hat. beard. So yes. all through this this death course obstacle death race, we have ninjas standing like fucking course markers just holding flags. Yes, they're judges and they make sure that if anybody tries to leave the course and not do an obstacle or go around it, they are murdered. Yes. But also, but also, I I can't tell. There's a few times where it looks like the judges just fucking shoot them for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like here, we get this this situation here where the couple of guys that they let go get to the, the rope climb, which is a goddamn high rope climb, by the way. It is. With no knots in the rope couple guys get up, they climb up the rope, and one of the ninjas shoots one of the guys as he's climbing the rope. And we're going to come back to this as well, but there's a, a body falls as you hear, Wah! that that happens a few times later that I want to talk about later. But the body yes. falls, it gets to the ground, and Richard Norton looks to one of the ninjas behind him with a bow and arrow and says, kill him. The ninja holds up the guy that just fell off the wall, and the ninja with the bow and arrow shoots the ninja... Who's holding the guy's head up? Yeah. And Kurt Thomas says, why did he do that? Richard Norton says, he broke the rules of the game. We have to wait until he's on the next stage of the game to kill him. We can't be on a different stage when we kill him. So he got upset at that. So now the next scene here, we see uh, the climb across the crevasse on the rope. And one of the ninjas actually goes out onto the, the rope with the guy. Yeah. And shoots him with the bow and arrow. I will say that the way that the ninja climbed out on the rope, wrapped his leg around the rope for steadying himself, and then fired the bow was awesome. Yep. But even more awesome is what you're laughing at right now, <laughs> where the body hits the fucking rocks. Dude, I love... Okay, here's what I love about this movie. This happens at least twice on that part of the, the yes. course, where somebody falls... And then they get an overhead shot where they clearly just filled some clothing with a fucking dead pig or something and just dropped yes. that shit off the valley and just let it fall. <laughs> pump, and just add to the wall, oh, yeah. Foley. <laughs> that, that shit is hits the legitimately. <laughs> that shit that, hits that the rocks That is legitimately, hard. like you said, that is, that is clothing filled with pork and thrown <laughs> off a cliff. Like, that is exactly, that is exactly what it is. 
Oh my god! Because later in the film, they have to run through um, <laughs> a barn filled with live pigs. Yep. Those pigs were slaughtered yep. and stuffed into fucking outfits and flinged off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> thrown with reckless abandon off the top of there this is, fucking There is no grass. doubt in my mind that that was some kind of, uh, you know, combination of porcine tailoring <laughs> whereby meat was just jammed into, like, pantaloons yep. and flung off. Like, can you, can you shape this pig's head into something vaguely human with that cleaver? Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. sir. Oh. Yes, I can. Oh, yes, sir. All right. Well, all they do is, yeah, like, that is probably a real pig's head wearing one of those little fucking hats. Like, they just, they just sawed, they just took a saw, sawed the snout and the ears off. <laughs> yeah. Just shoot yeah. some makeup. Take some makeup from that toothless tongue bitch and put it on, yeah. Put yeah. It on the pig. <laughs> Put a pair of sunglasses on the pig's head and fucking launch that bitch over the edge. <laughs> oh, fuck. Animals were harmed in the making of this movie. <laughs> yeah, a lot. So the three uh, criminals being killed now, they go back to the castle to have their little festival party before the actual game starts. And uh, a couple little things here. We get Richard Norton looking fucking gloriously hot in his little shirt that's unbuttoned and his beard. We get uh, John Barrett. Some dude's holding up cymbals, and John Barrett does a couple of fucking wheel kicks that are dope. Yeah, those are actually really good. Yeah, Really good. Those are really good. That dude did two or three kicks that really stood out. I was like, wow, that dude can throw. And then we get Mel Brooks up here giving a little speech to the masses. Well, everybody's clapping and applauding the con, but I think this guy's just a fucking cunt. Like I really don't think he's a good person. No, he's at all. awful. And he even murders though, everybody. Even though he's he's smiling, he's like, oh, everybody, uh, everybody should uh, have a good time at the fucking games tomorrow. Oh, and then John, uh, John, Jonathan Cabot's like, yeah, well, my dad died at these games, and he's like, yep, yeah, your dad did, but you know, he had a warrior spirit, and it's like, fuck you, man. Hopefully, like, you'll you've do better. Said, you you've already said that this is not a choice. Like you've already said that that anybody who comes to your country is forced to do these games. Yeah. Like like you're 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 enslaving people and making them fight for their lives and you've also said that in 900 years nobody's made it. So you know, <laughs> fuck you. So fuck for, you, Mel Brooks. for nearly a millennia you've killed every yeah. visitor to your country. Yeah. Like dude, yeah, fuck your off. Country. You suck. Yeah, fuck off. You are you put the dick in dictator. Yeah, I actually kind of want Richard is. Norton to take over. He might do a better job. Yeah, open yeah, the borders. He might you know? Yeah, I'm for I'm Team Norton. <laughs> team Norton. <laughs> team Zamir. And that concludes part two of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for part three. If you'd like to get the entire podcast on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Patrons get the full show Sunday night without any ads. If you don't want to become a patron, you can go to offendedpodcast.com. Buy some merch there. That'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love. And we get a bit of money, too, to help us keep the lights on here. Please follow us on social media. At Twitter, we're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast. You can interact with us there. Leave us your favorite movies, your favorite scenes, any questions you have, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate and review us wherever you download your podcasts. Ratings and reviews really help us, particularly on iTunes, if you could. That would be awesome. 
Make sure to tell your friends, family, loved ones, and hated ones about this podcast. More listens mean more downloads means it's better for everybody. So thanks very much for helping. Come back tomorrow for part three, and we will be back in your ears very soon.